Brian Day made a simple statement that showed his growth and evolution as a coach. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is it just me, or does it seem like this week's going by really, really fast? I mean, it's hard to believe we're already to Thursday. Only one more day left of shows this week, and I'm glad to be here with you today talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Thursday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Thursday, February 8th in the year 2024. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. This year, this offseason, where we currently are, is a very important time period in Ryan Day's tenure as he had coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Losing to Michigan three years in a row is not good. Having to handle some offseason changes, moving on from some coaches, and potentially losing one after you just hired him make this time period really difficult for Ryan Day. And Ryan Day realizes 2024 is a big year, not only for Ohio State, but also for his career as being the head football coach of the Buckeyes, which is why he is comfortable moving on from play calling duties in 2024. And he realizes his energy needs to be put in other areas. And man, that's a statement right there that I did not think we would get from Ryan Day at this point in the offseason if you ask me about this topic a few months ago. Ryan Day's one of those guys that you know he wants to be involved with the offense, with the QB. That's his bread and butter. That's how he made a name for himself. That's how he got to where he currently is because he understands offense at an elite level. One of the best offensive minds in the sport. I'm not going to say he's not. I will not sugarcoat it. That is true. But what is also true is that college football coaches have more demands currently than they ever have in the history of the sport. Think about just the sport 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. You'll realize as the sport keeps progressing, as a sport keeps evolving as the sport keeps changing there are more and more demands on a college football coach like ryan day some people say that the demands of a college football coach and the use and the ways in the that schools are using nil is a big reason why nick saban retired possible i do think he was looking and seeing and forecasting things being a little bit different um being a little bit um abnormal and not a way that he really saw fit for the sport that's great but also he's 72 years old most people in their professions at 72 they might not be working at 72 because they're retired now Nick Saban I know he's going to be working for ESPN on college game day good for him I think it's a good fit I do think during the season I sure hope that he's still on the Pat McAfee show why that's a good fit he is still going to make his money you're still going to see his face and you're going to see a different side of Nick Saban than we had throughout his time coaching, especially over the past few years. Because, man, the demands right now in this sport, they are crazy. And Ryan Day realizes that. If you're Ryan Day, 
put yourself in his shoes. You want to do the offense. You want to run the entire team. You want to be hands-on with the quarterbacks. You want to be in that film room with those QBs and the offense, preparing for the next game, fixing some issues from the most recent practice or most recent game so the team can get better. You want to do all those things. However, what is the best use of your time? I think that's the question. If you're Ryan Day, if you're in his shoes, you would have to ask yourself. Because if you're saying the best use of your time is offensive meetings, quarterback meetings, offensive film, QB film, that's a full that, that's that's gonna take up a lot of your time. Then you add in, oh wait, you're the head coach. So you have to do with all the defensive stuff as well. Oh, wait, you're the head coach. All of the recruiting is on your plate. Oh, you're the head coach. Booster meetings, booster dinners to try to get more money for the NIL collectives. Oh, you're the head coach. And you got this guy. You got that guy. Oh, you're the head coach. You got this show. You got that. Man, look. At some point, you might have to delegate some things in regards to things that you normally do so that when things are more so things will get chaotic, too chaotic for you, so you cannot handle what is going on. I do think, as many people have fond thoughts about Ryan Day or some that are not fond about the head coach at Ohio State, this is good, man. This is a phenomenal move and a great time to make this happen. The press yesterday it was the uh, National Signing Day yesterday. They did sign, the Buckeyes did sign another commit. Uh, this guy, this young man, I believe he's an Ohio kid, forget his name at the moment, but he also is one that did not sign initially, didn't commit anywhere initially, and then bam, Ohio State got him, and he's signing, and is going, he's going to be a Buckeye. Good for him. So that's that's a good time period for a presser. Well, there's only one kid that you're signing during this signing day. Of course, there's going to be other questions, and I'm not. I'm actually pretty happy Ryan Day publicly addressed the play calling duties at Ohio State. That's a big reason why he hired Bill O'Brien, who is still up for the running for the Boston College job. He's one of the two finalists for the job, and BC plans on making an announcement about that hire during the weekend, so there very well could be a show this weekend or on Monday talking about Bill O'Brien leaving, what's next for Ohio State, the ins and outs of that potential departure. If he goes great, ain't, ain't nobody going to lose no sleep over it? Cool. Ryan Day says there's a contention, there's a, a backup plan, and there are some th- people that he has talked to, and things are in the works. Great, cool. All that is great. All, what also is great is that Ryan Day is realizing something that we have been saying for a couple years on this show. Myself, Jeff Hunt, Mo Murphy, the two contributors on the show that have been here more than any other contributor. What do we talk about all the time? Maybe Ryan Day needs to let that bad boy go, let somebody else do it. So he can better be be a better CEO of the football program because everything comes back on him. He is responsible for everything. The entire ship, the ups, the downs, the rocky periods, the smooth periods. He's responsible for everything, which also goes into why I believe this is the right move. I just wish it came sooner, came previously couple years ago, I don't know exactly how the offense would have gone this year if, if they handed Hartline to play calling duties at the beginning of the year. And they was like, look, it's all you. I ain't going to help you in game. It, I mean, I'll help you, but I want to I take it back over full time. 
because I want to allow you, Brian Hartline, to get your feet under you, to understand the demands of this position, and also for you to grow as a college football coach. Ryan Dash growing. He's helping his coaches grow. He's even seeing growth in James Laurinaitis, who was able to get out on the road in recruiting for a couple weeks for the first time, which is great timing for him. I don't know if he'll be the LB coach at Ohio State in the fall. I have no idea. But what I do know is this. Ryan Day is showing everybody he's growing. He's evolving as a coach and understanding, one, what needs to happen, but two, making plans for what needs to happen, making sure it actually happens. That is huge. That's a good sign. And I cannot wait to see the Buckeyes offense in the fall. I don't know who's calling the plays because Bill O'Brien could be gone. Will it be Brian Hartline? Could it be Jason Candle? Could it be somebody else? Could it be Ryan Day if he doesn't get nobody else? It, all of those things are on the table. But I don't think Ryan Day wants to call plays in the fall, even though he's great at it. He's, he has his hands busy with so much. Let somebody else take that responsibility. Delegate that thing, which I do believe will make Ryan Day a better football coach will ryan day take a page from urban meyer's playbook when he hands over the play calling duties we'll tackle that topic next on locked up guys this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. happy super bowl to all who celebrate like yours truly from FanDuel, america's number one sports book if you're like me super bowl sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or maybe even three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200,000 bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up once again. Go to fairdoor.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on the YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV, brought to you a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ryan Day had a great relationship, and I still believe he has a phenomenal relationship <clears throat> with Urban Meyer, the former head football coach at Ohio State, the last head coach at Ohio State to an international championship. And he's won at Florida. Actually, one of those natties who beat Ohio State in that thing. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's learning from one of the best, one of the best coaches in the game of all time. Ryan Day was able to learn from him for a couple years before Ryan Day took over as the head coach at Ohio State. And one thing Urban Meyer did, he did at times hand over the play calling duties to somebody else. But I remember there was a time Urban took play calling duties back because things are not going well on the offense. And should Ryan Day have that same mindset in game when things might not go the way that they should go? I think that's a good backup plan but don't make that the thought and the main focus when you hand over the play calling duties at first the first sign of 
of chaos or the first sign of confusion or the first sign of a catastrophe. Alliterations going on a Thursday. Don't take over, man. You got to let the coach grow. You got to let the coach do what he does. You got, especially if it's a newcomer, if it's Hartline or somebody that's new at the play calling duties. One, I don't think Ryan Day is going to go down that path. I do personally believe he's going to hand that over to someone who has previous head coaching experience, is a phenomenal offensive mind, and knows how to organize and orchestrate, still on the alliteration path, an offense year in and year out. Has a proven track record of doing that very well, which is why Bill O'Brien made a whole lot of sense. Now, some people might say he didn't have success. Ryan did say he had success. I said he had success. His resume said he had success. So no matter what people up there, the naysayers, I can't really say naysayers no more after hearing Reese Davis say, let a naysayer know. I'm not trying to go down that path to say what I thought he was going to say, but every time I say I say naysayers, it has a different context and thought in my head after hearing Reese Davis say that thing on January 1st, Rose Bowl game day. Wow. Wow, wow. But anyways, you can't let those naysayers say things and do things that get you to get off of the path and the plan. Still a little raging on a Thursday. I don't know why I'm so hype over that. Don't normally do that here on the show, but man, if it's flowing, let that bad boy go. Don't let people that are discrediting you and are trying to throw darts of disbelief at you, don't let those people... Get the attention, get your attention, because if you do, buddy, it might be the downfall, not only of you, but of the offense or the team in that season. The one comfortable thing about Ryan Day here is that if he does have to call plays again, he's recruited the players. He knows what they they do well, knows their strengths, knows their weaknesses, sometimes better than any other coach on the staff, even the position coaches. So, hey, Ryan Day, if this is the move you got to make, cool, great, that's phenomenal, that's amazing. Here's what is also amazing, the fact that Ryan Day is evolving as a coach. Now, one of the weird things about me when it comes to things I've done previously, let's go back to the car sales job I used to have for three Four years now? Uh, I almost I had it for almost four years. Almost four years. Almost three years, excuse me, selling the cars. And there were ups, there were downs. But there was a time period, man. Whew, your boy was slanging them cars. Man, you come in, you talk to me, you leave with a with a new set of keys. I trade your bad boy in. Why? Some say it was a gift of gab. Some say it was just I had a, a talent. I don't know what it is, but there were times you had to adjust how you are selling a car based on who you're talking to. Almost become a chameleon. That's one of the things they taught us in uh, sales training, did a week-long sales training course, and then had a week-long sales training course, and I actually got so like It was a week-long sales training course off-site, away from the dealership before the first day of working. And then there was um, on-site one week of uh, in-house training after my first day. On my very first day, it was more training, more training, more training, then you get out there in the car lot, staying out there, you get you an up, which is a customer. Not sure why they call it an up. I don't know who came up with that term, but hey, man, I got, hey, wait for an up to come in and you start talking to them. And it could be somebody that comes in with a truck that's lifted. It could be somebody that comes in with a diesel truck that, that they just bought a year ago. They're trying to get trying to get out of. 
It could be somebody coming in trying to buy a brand new Nissan Altima. They're popular cars. Could be somebody trying trying to come in to get a Nissan Rogue, or may it be a Pathfinder or a three row vehicle because you got a bigger family. Also, you got those passenger vans, fifteen passenger vans. I call them church vans. It's Nissan's version of it. It's long, seats a lot of people, just like a church van did, or does. Excuse me. Whatever it is, you have to adapt. You have to adjust to who you are talking to, the person you're trying to sell a car to. Because the way somebody sells a car to me, the best way to get me to say yes is going to be different than the way for someone to try to sell a car to my wife. Just personalities are different. We're two different individuals. Um, Similar thought processes, but still, we have differences that make us unique and that have brought us together. But trust me, you can't sell a car to me the same way you're going to sell a car to my wife. I, I know this. It's not going to happen. But it's the same thing with coaching. Early on, Jay would not have realized that. They tell you that, but early on, Jay would try to sell a car the same way to everyone. It's just what I did. It what didn't work. That was decent early. I wasn't amazing. But once I realized you kind of got to shift your Still the same road to the cell that you always have, but you got to shift and adjust based on who you're talking to. And when you do that and stay on the road to the cell, you're going to sell more cars because you're adapting and you're evolving as a car salesman. Same thing with Ryan Day. Now, I don't think that Ryan Day should ultimately go out there and try to take over when things get a little rocky in the game. You don't do that. It's not how people grow. And it's not the best move for you or the team at that point. It may be, but primarily it probably will not be. But if things get really, really bad, I mean, really, 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 really atrocious, uh, uh, embarrassing, yeah, take over. Because it might be the one thing that can happen that saves your job. Man, if Ryan Day takes a page out of Urban Meyer's playbook in this way and it works out to perfection, more power to you, buddy. More power to you. Ryan Day also discussed a goal and a thought that he wants to see in the Buckeye Spring game on April 13th. What is it? I'll tell you next. As Lots of Buckeyes rolls on here on a Thursday. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with Vegas 100. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app 
and make sure you use this code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. And guys, check this out. Billiards Plus has more cues than anyone in Ohio. They can fix your billiards woes in their shop that is on site. They're truly the best of their field. Everything you need for in-home and backyard entertainment is at Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Ahasan, Canada, Billiards, and more. They are family-owned and operated, and when you talk to the staff at Billiards Plus, you know you're talking to an expert who won't steer you wrong. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole entire staff will always go above and beyond to give you the best customer service in the industry. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Ohio State Spring Game is on April 13th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. I am looking forward to being there and possibly meeting some of you. I am always looking out there. If you see me in the public, anywhere in Ohio, doesn't I have to be in the shoe or in the shot? I'll be at the Buckeyes game on Saturday as well. Huh. Buckeye basketball is not really the most fun thing to talk about right now, so we'll leave it at that. If you see me at the game on Saturday, say hi. If you see me at the spring game, say hi there, too. If you see me anywhere, just say hi, wave, come get my attention, and we will be not instant. No, we'll be buddies. I say hi, picture whatever you want. I'll be glad to do that with you. But, man, the spring game's coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. And ultimately, there's one thing Ryan Day wants from the spring game. It's a C word. It's a C word we hear a lot from Ryan Day over the past couple of years in the offseason. At times, I get tired of it because it's one thing you expect from everything that happens at Ohio State. He wants it to be competitive. Now, the thought of it being competitive in my mind as I'm saying this right now, a word comes into my mind that is a great benefit for the Buckeyes if this is competitive. Not just 1v1s, but if you're going one versus twos or one versus two and a halves, and that's competitive, you might have an issue with your ones, but also your depth is really in a good spot if that happens. I'm not really sure. When Ryan Day says competitive, he's thinking about depth. Sometimes, I'm sure he is, but also there's another angle to this. There's so many angles, so many branches. Just, oh, that one, let me pull that a little bit, go five minutes there. Oh, that branch, here goes two and a half. Oh, that branch, let's go 15. There are so many branches here you could just spit off of and go on a tangent about. But I think about Ohio State and the competition Ryan Day wants, and it was a competitive spring game almost every position has a, has a battle in it. Let's say a running back. Is there a, a battle between who is going to be the top two backs in Henderson and Juckins? No. <clears throat> is there a battle about who should start? Probably not. But internally, those bo- both those players are battling right now and competing to start. That's competitive nature. The things that are not offense versus defense. Quarterback. 
Ryan Day has already said what Will Howard needs to do, what he wants to see from Will Howard before he names him officially the starting quarterback. He wants to see him take control and be the leader and have control of the building. Great. Cool. That's all amazing. Devin Brown's healthy. Lincoln Keenhole's still there. You got Julian Sand and Aaron Nolan, who are newcomers, true freshmen. They're competing for the hierarchy in the de- in the on the uh, depth chart. Will Howard, Devin Brown, and if Lincoln Keenholz blows up in a big way, I'm not saying he's going he's going to be the front runner to start right now if he blows up at the end of the spring practice. But buddy, that just makes the whole quarterback competition a whole lot different. Who's the starting tight end? Competition there. Who's your starting right guard or right tackle and center? Competition there. Outside of a Mecca Abuka, will it be a Mecca Abuka, Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis? Will it be Abuka and Tate and Jeremiah Smith? What competition? D line, you ain't moving none of those guys. Linebacker, competition. Secondary, <laughs> that is set. Now, one thing that's not set is Sonny Styles. Um, to me, I think it is set. Moved about bad boy to linebacker because in the secondary, you got Igwin you got Burke, not moving. You got Hancock, put him at nickel. You got Caleb Downs and Lathan Ransom. Putting Sonny Styles at deep safety would be stupid. I ain't sugarcoat no words. I ain't here for that nonsense. Putting Sonny Styles at safety when you got those five guys available would be stupid because Jordan Hancock has been playing so well that you can't take him off the field. Sonny Styles is playing so well, you can't take him off the field, but you got to put him in the right spot. So if it's Cody Simon and Sonny Styles, I'm comfortable with that. Think about the Buckeye defense here since we got a little bit of time. Ty Hamilton, Ty Lake Williams, dogs at both D-tackle spots. Jack Sawyer, JT Tuomalowell, dogs, man, at both D-in spots. Cody Simon and Sonny Styles. Cody, cool. Cool. D- haven't really seen Styles at linebacker. Not this, not at that level of linebacker at all. Cody Simon may have been the best linebacker at Ohio State last year. And then you got Igwin Olsen and Burke on the outside. You got Hancock at nickel. You got Caleb Downs and Lathan Ransom. Y'all, this might be one of the best defenses we've seen over the past five to ten years in college football. If that happens. And the linebacker room could be the weakest position on the defense once again, and the defense could be nasty. Just straight nasty. And you got C.J. Hicks as well. If you want to run 4-3, cool. Hancock off. Hicks on. If that's what they want to do, this defense could be nasty. I mean, busted heads every single day. Just straight nasty, man. That's what we're looking at right now. So, yes, Ryan Day, I agree. I want to compare this spring game, not just for the final score, not just when it's one versus ones or two versus twos, but also competitive in the fact and the way that when it comes to those guys that are on the field, who's behind them? Are they good enough to potentially play? And are they showing it in a a practice, a spring game, final, final day to capitalize and Celebrate what happened in the first 14 practices of the spring session. Hey, man, do what you got to do. Find a way to get these boys to compete. Because, one, it accomplishes your goal. But, two, it makes the Buckeyes more prepared for the season in the fall. I say that because 
Buckeyes team is loaded. One of the best rosters in the country. If you're competing and if you're getting better with those guys, you should be able to roll through most, over half of the schedule in the upcoming season. Guys, out of here on a Thursday. You can follow me on X at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We are out of here on a Thursday, Buckeye fans. We will see you next time.